Hi, this is Carlos from Seedcamp. Um, this is the second podcast of three with Taylor Westcote, uh, EIR at Seedcamp, and we're going to jump straight into it. Uh, if you've heard uh, the first podcast, you learned a little bit about Taylor uh, and how his background has enabled him to put forth a new model for product roadmaps, uh, which I guess, what are you calling it? So this is Roadmaps for Startups, really. It's made up actually of a couple of roadmaps that I, I hope I've been able to advance beyond um, the typical feature-oriented roadmap. Okay, so but are we are we going to title it now the behavioral roadmap, the behavioral product roadmap? So yes, I'm gonna I'm going to inject the vision roadmap in between the uh, to make sure we have a strong connection between where you want to go as a founder of a startup, um, getting that clear, and then leading down to the delivery level where the behavioral roadmap allows you to get um, to make a plan that is much more tightly aligned to what the customer needs. Okay, and so I think one of the things that is useful to, to do is to sort of summarize where we left off in the first podcast and providing the, the, the sort of very succinct version of the difference between what people typically do and what you're proposing. And I'm going to try to put it in, in non-buzzword terms. Yep. Basically, in the past, people built features and what you're proposing is they should build around behaviors. Yes, that's that's exactly right, Carlos. And uh, one of the things that in the past you 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 spoke about in the last podcast was it's very tempting to almost think about um, what you would like in a product as opposed to necessarily what the customer is likely to be doing, and as a consequence, you creating something that allows you to amplify that. I think it's a, a, a natural tendency, um, especially as a, as a founder of a startup, where you. You got the inspiration from seeing a problem and feeling like you could come up with a solution for that. And so what you naturally will imagine is the solution that works for you, the things that you want to see to get you there. Um, and then you'll go build that and uh, and expect that really it's going to work for everyone else. And I, I guess I'd like to think that what product as a discipline brings to the table is the discipline around asking the right questions at the right time that help the business take that initial uh, well-intentioned, um, you know, well-directed uh, impulse and refine its application into something that can be most useful for the business. Okay, cool. So I think hopefully that helps everybody um, sort of catch up with where we left off at the last podcast, sort of just providing the groundwork between what people currently do in product roadmap development and what Taylor's proposing with the behavioral product roadmap. So I guess what we want to do now is to move into the the second part, um, which has to do with the vision roadmap. So what he wants to to sort of walk through in this podcast is uh, that sort of second step, and then the third step, which we'll cover in the next podcast, is is really kind of the the, the last components of the behavioral roadmap. So maybe Taylor, if if you want to just take the lead from here and sure. just walk us through kind of what what you mean by the the, the vision roadmap part. Thanks, Carlos. So um, I'll ask everyone to, to look at our imaginary whiteboard for a second and, um, and picture um, a spreadsheet or a, a cascading uh, list of features that you think you want to build for your product. And then you've got little bars over to the right um, saying how long it's going to take each, 
each feature to get built, and and then they're sort of cascading down like steps falling down over time. A Gantt chart, if you will. A Gantt chart, exactly right. Um, and so this is typically what a product roadmap looks like. Um, it looks like that in big organizations. I've built many, many of them myself, seen them built by others. And when you search product roadmap on Google, you get a whole bunch of pictures of this. Um, and what I'm what I'm here today to say is that um, there's a bunch of problems with this. So this this is great in that it gives you it gives everyone who's looking at it a sense of what needs to get done, um, how we're going to get to where we um, want to be for the vision of the business, vision of the business, um, what the engineering's supposed to do, and uh, what the users are going to get. Right. So saying this is what's going to happen, but there's a bunch of issues with a roadmap like that. Um, it doesn't tell you how it impacts the business, um, any of the other departments in the business, any of the other groups. Uh, it's immediately out of date as soon as it gets done. Um, it really doesn't work with the lean startup methodology because it assumes this is the thing you're going to build and then you're going to launch it um, and it's going to work and you're going to move on to the next thing. And, and worst of all, um, it doesn't actually deal with what users want. Uh, so there's a couple of steps I want to go through that um, get us towards something that's more about what users want. So step two would be um, working on what I'm calling the vision roadmap. And this is something, it's, it's a version of a proposition roadmap that I picked up while I was at eBay. So when we do these seller releases every six months, um, we, what we would do is we would say, okay, how are people going to perceive um, what it is we're giving them? We had um, sellers, we had buyers who are often the same people. Um, we had uh, high high volume um, sellers as well, and each of these sets of features that got released every six months, so they could get into these massive train rolls, um, would would change sometimes more, sometimes less users' impressions of eBay. And we said this is how we want people to feel about it at that time. So. At each stage in time, for each segment, there was a different impression or proposition that we were delivering to that segment. And so the proposition roadmap is about outlining um, for each segment, at each stage of the business over time, how that segment is going to perceive the business overall. And so this isn't strictly product, this applies to the entire business, but it's a really helpful orienting tool to let people know where are we going as a business and what are the series of steps between where we are right now in the case of a startup with let's say just a prototype and where we're telling the world and our employees and our investors and our advisors where we're going to be which is you know a, a world-changing product sort of five to seven years down the line that everyone will use um, so this structure what it does and you'll be able to see more of this on the um, on the Seacamp website is about um, looking at how we migrate to the vision. So it's a, it's a roadmap to higher confidence of achieving that aspect of the vision. So it's, it's okay to have this um, kind of seem a little bit um, ambiguous. Yeah, so, so let's say, uh, so I, I use an example, a, a company I call Hogwash. And it's a, a, a professional car washing business where we're going to start a business and have people go around and wash other people's cars for them on demand. Um, and we've got multiple segments for hog wash, busy professionals, suburban families, individual car washers who are doing the washing themselves. So those are three segments and each of them are going to have a different perception of the business at a different time. 
Um, because at the beginning, we're not going to have a ton of resources to be world-changing. We're not going to have 10 million car washers. We're just going to have a few. We're just going to serve a small area. And we're just going to serve a certain segment. So we're targeting, again, trying to achieve product market fit. The segment that we think is most likely to help us get to the next stage of development of the business. So for this example, I choose busy professionals as a first segment. And um, you could imagine those busy professionals are gonna have one impression of my business when we launch, but years down the line, they'll have a different impression of our business. And the exercise is about how do we move that impression of the business from what its initial version is to where we want to be over time. Um, a lot easier to see uh, on paper, but imagine. But it, but it makes sense. I mean, like if I look at Uber, for example, um, as a busy professional instead of, you know, hogwash the car um, washing company. If I look at Uber, the way that at launch, it seemed like magic, you know, like it, it was like being able to, to have a car um, and it was like a luxury even. And now over time, the way that they're trying to get people to think about it is as infrastructure. Like yeah. logistics infrastructure. Yeah, and I think that that's that's a perfect example to, to bring up. So, if, as a as an individual, you first looked at Uber. Let's say my experience here in London was um, I could get Uber in in central London. Um, really neat, really cool interface. Something worth trying once in a while. Um, wasn't always available. A year later, Uber's pretty much available anywhere. I want to get it at any time of day. Um, so that, that's sort of a, a new level of um, impression I have of Uber. And then there's a whole bunch of different levels of Uber now. So you can, you can get the deluxe version or the black version, whichever you choose. And if you know, anyone's sort of reading the Uber um, press, a year from now, a lot of us will probably be thinking of, oh, I'll get Uber to bring me that order of... Um, I don't know, food or uh, pharmaceutical um, stuff that I needed to I needed to get picked up, but I don't want to drive myself. I'll get the Uber guy to, to bring it to me. All right, so that 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 vision is migrating um, towards the ultimate Uber realization. So when you're looking at uh, the hogwash uh, vision roadmap, um, we're going to be looking at. Um, potentially few different segments. Yeah. Right? And in your example for Hogwash, and when you guys see the slides that accompany this, uh, he's got written down busy professionals, suburban families, individual car washers as potential users of, of this Hogwash fictional service for car washing. And one of the things that most people um, have read on the internet these days is the, the necessity to focus on that early adopter. Um, so when you've written out this hogwash business model of these potential three segments, how do you define, how do you start defining that vision roadmap um, more tightly towards either one or, or a subset of these or, or do they all have something in common? How do you start segmenting at the vision roadmap level? So I would say probably your, your first step is to think about um, whether you have two sides to your business. So in the case of hogwash, I've got both the customer who's getting their car washed and um, the person who's doing the washing, right? So the car washer, the individual um, who is uh, 
picking up his hogwash job and heading out to someone's house or their place of business and washing down their car. So there, it's a two-sided equation. So if, if you have one of those, and a lot of digital businesses these, day, these days have one, Uber, for example, has all their drivers, um, you know, just eat, same thing. Um, this is a, it, once you split them into two, your, your next step is to break those down, right? So if on the consumer side, um, you're probably going to have multiple segments at minimum your early adopters and then your your followers uh, so in hogwash's case the busy professional who needs to get their car washed um, it's a business expense uh, they need it because they need to look good for their client meetings um, and then let's say suburban families who probably want to get their car washed less often i think we probably do ours once every couple of months in order to vacuum all the crumbs out of the back seat from my kids. Um, and there will be different segments that you need to address. Uh, and you, you, as part of your segment targeting, you choose the one that's gonna lead, the one that's gonna create the most viral growth, create the most influence on followers, and you target that one first. You don't have infinite marketing money, so you need to narrow focus first. Cool. So guys, uh, there you have it. That is the introduction to the, the, the first half of, of the two um, components of the behavioral product roadmap. Um, on our next podcast, we'll jump straight into how you take this vision and move it from a, a, a roadmap of, of vision only to actual implementation via user behaviors. So join us next time and go to the metadata link of this podcast to find the link on SlideShare to the illustrations for this podcast. See you next time. Thanks. All right. Thanks, everyone. Bye-bye.